Welcome back to the VCR cast. My name is Dustin Gerard. And I am Ian Ladd. And this <laughs> this month we were talking about how the Grinch stole Christmas. I started laughing because of the fact that you watched all three of them. All right. Because I didn't know which one we were supposed to watch. Ah, English, not my best language. I didn't yeah. know which one we were going to specifically watch. So I'm like, all right, I'll watch all three of them. And uh, oh boy, what a ride that was. What a ride. All right, so before I reveal which one we're talking about, which one was your favorite and which one was your least favorite? Uh, most favorite, it's the original, you know, the 1960s one that we all grew up on. Yep, yep. Um, my least favorite, probably the newer one, the 2018 one. The, that one was just the illumination not one my with, favorite at all. With uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. Yeah, it's like they tried, but it's just not my cup of tea at all. I can't say anything about that one because I have not watched it. We are going middle of the road with this one. Um, all right. Jim Carrey. Middle of the road. Middle Jim of Carrey. the road's all right. Yeah, 2000. Um, oh, I had it wrote down which... What was the production company? Imagine Entertainment, uh, distributed by Universal Studios. Uh, yeah. Cat or Cat in the Hat. I have Cat in the Hat written on here because it was also made by Imagine Entertainment. Oh, not Cat in the Hat. No. no, no. Eventually, like I mentioned it too much, and I already have like, because I, because I had like a prop for my two first two videos. I'm now in the habit of oh, I need a prop for all my videos now. So my prop for this <laughs> one was hardback copies of How the Grinch Stole Christmas and The Cat in the Hat. Because I mentioned The Cat in the Hat because it was also made by Imagine Entertainment. Um, but it was actually distributed by uh, DreamWorks. You gotta yeah. love DreamWorks, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Up until recently, I'd kind of, like, forgotten that DreamWorks made live-action movies as well. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, they're most well-known for stuff like, um, you know, stuff like Shrek or like Shark Tale, yeah. you know, 3D animated movies. Dude, Shark Tale, I haven't heard that. In, I haven't heard that in so long. <laughs> I was, I was just scrambling to find another DreamWorks movie that people knew about. Um, <laughs> Unlocked the memory that I long forgot about. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I've thought about it recently because I'm looking into um, getting a complete collection of all of the. Game Boy Advance video cartridges. Ooh. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, Game Boy Advance video, um, I don't know why they did that. They were just, like, trying to capitalize on a market of, like... I think this was when portable DVD players were first starting to become a thing. I remember having them. And so they were trying to capitalize on that. And like, well, why buy a portable DVD player when for just $20 you can have four Cartoon Network shows on a little... On a little GBA cartridge. Uh, the good old days of video games where they would just add a whole bunch of stuff that you didn't need but you really wanted. But where now, it's all in one big package. Yeah. Oh, you mean like how the GameCube, there's like five different ports on the bottom and only one of them was ever used? Yeah, like why? Well, the idea behind it is have all these ports in case you want to use them, which like fair. It's just funny that only one of them ended up actually getting used. Ah, the GameCube. Yeah, and circling back to it, the port that actually was used was for the Game Boy Advanced Player, 
which let you play any Game Boy game from the original Game Boy all the way to the Advance on your TV. The only cartridges that didn't work with them were Game Boy Advance Video. Ooh. Yeah. The reason I thought I about you. Shark Tale with that, uh, Shark Tale was on two different ones. It had its own cartridge, and then it was on a combo cart with uh, Shrek. And then Shrek was on three different cartridges. It had its own, it had the combo cart with Shark Tale, and then it had a combo cart with um, Shrek 2. Right, I'm going to take a little bit of a break and say, uh, which Shrek do you think is better? Or do you want to say that for later on? The ooh, best Shrek? Um, I kind of have to go original. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. What do you? Uh, where do you lie on this? I still think the, the original is the best. Two is pretty close, but yeah. the original holds a way higher place to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't initially like the original one, but I really liked the second one, and that made me go back and watch the first. And I ended up loving the first after that. I don't know. I think there was just, like, something with, like... I didn't like the character design for it. Yeah. But then, like, my sister kind of made me watch the second one, and I started to like it. But also, like, I was, like, a weird picky kid, and I didn't like a lot of things that were really good. Like what? Um, or well, that others deemed to be very good, like... I was, like, not at all into Star Wars. Um, anytime, like, I'd hear or see, like, anything from Star Wars, I'd just be like, yeah, that's not for me. Yeah, I'm kind of that way as well, but, I mean, Star Wars is all right, but I just don't really care yeah. for it that much. I mean, now I'm, like, deep into Star Wars, because uh, Brandon and Steve, they made me go and watch the original trilogy. They never did and that with me. On... They never did that with never you? Never did with me. Have you not watched the original trilogy yet? I've watched a good portion of it, just never the full thing. Like, I've seen clips, but never, like, the full thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, continuing on with Star Wars, I just finished up watching uh, the season two finale of The Mandalorian, and oh my god, that was, like, it gets very fanservice-y at some point with it, and, like, season two in general has been a lot more fanservice-y than season one. Gotcha. But... They do like a lot of really good stuff, especially with the finale. I love how we started off with how the Grinch and now we're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. that's uh, that's the tangents. <laughs> yeah, love it. Anyway, um, we're talking about the <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey Grinch, um, and the reason I had mentioned Cat in the Hat was they're both made by Imagineer Entertainment. They both look very similar. And walking through Walmart recently, they even though they were distributed by two different companies, they are sold together now. They're sold together? Yeah, there's like, because uh, like, you know how like you'll go like through a store and you'll see like, oh, hey, this uh, is a box set of like the first or like, let's circle back to Shrek, all four Shrek movies. Hmm. Or like, if you really want to get serious about it, all nine mainline Star Wars movies. Jesus like you'll see those well in walmart they have there's like a dvd one and i think there was a blu-ray copy too of yeah the grinch and the cat in the hat it's like the the jim carrey it's the jim carrey grinch and the mike myers cat in the hat it's like you paired something decent with something that's not great at all (laughs) i I can't really speak on the cat in the hat i haven't watched it since i was a child and i loved it when i was a child i watched it recently as a joke because i I was watching a bunch of memes and i'm like hey you know what i want to watch it see if it's as good as i remembered it it's not Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i i 
I agree that it most likely is not as good as I, as you remember it. Like, I mean, honestly, The Grinch isn't as good as I remembered it. Yeah. It's not. Not really. Uh, the, the original always holds up, and that's just be... And, like, a good thing with that was that Dr. Seuss was a great author. One of the best poets to ever live. Mm-hmm. And the thing <laughs> is, the 1966 adaptation of it is just the book it's just the book literally i love when like adaptations do that nothing extra nothing out of the ordinary it's just here's the book but in animation yeah and like with that one they were able to get away with that because it wasn't the 1966 one isn't a feature-length film that was a made-for-tv movie Mm -hmm. and it was meant to just be like a nice short like it wasn't i don't even think it was even considered a movie it was just like a Christmas. It was a Christmas special. It was a Dr. Seuss Christmas special made for TV. And is it me or does like that feel like timeless? Like it doesn't feel like it's from the 60s at all. Um so some elements they they are from the 60s but some elements as a whole, like, like I don't feel like it's like the story feels like it could take place at pretty much any time. Yeah, just the style of animation probably is like Yeah, it's just the style of animation and then um, the way the microphones sound for that one. But it could have been an artistic you choice. You definitely tell their work. Somebody did in the modern era. It could have been an artistic choice. You never know. Yeah. I don't know what else to talk about with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it does... I get where you come from. It does feel timeless. It's just like, yeah, there are the, like those few like minor things that bring you in like, oh yeah, this is a very old movie. But... Yeah. Um... One thing with it was, I lost my train of thought. So <laughs> I, yeah, I was saying how they were able to get away with like just doing the book. Yeah. For that one, because it was made for TV. The reason why this one, and I assume the 2018 one, stray so far from the source material is because these were made by big studios and they wanted them to be in theaters, so they have to be feature length, and. If you were to stretch out that book exactly how it is into a feature-length movie, it would be boring. Yeah. So they have to, they have to add to it because, like, and yeah, certain stories like they work better in a small incremental way. Uh, rounding back to Star Wars, um, and I should probably just continue by saying that because I first watched Star Wars around Thanksgiving and Christmas, that is now forever a holiday movie to me. <laughs> just like with the Christmas episode, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's like, that's forever like a holiday movie to me. Oh god, the Star Wars Christmas special. I just I realized <laughs> There you go, yeah. there you go. Uh, happy Life Day, everybody. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, that's like tied as a Christmas thing with me but um yeah I lost my train of thought completely you always do that I do I have ADHD it sucks (laughs) but you were talking about um like how Star Wars was like a Chris like around like a holiday movie for you I'm yeah but before the Uh, geez I forgot as well (laughs) it was with it being with the Grinch being feature length Uh, like Um, how like if you try to stretch it out it wouldn't be like a full length movie it would be very boring yeah oh i was circling back to star wars so like with them adapting it uh they were better off keeping it as like the shorter you know made for tv special yeah because that's kind of how the story works best 
Um, one thing that the Star Wars community is realizing now with um, the conclusion of the Clone Wars TV show and um, now with the success of The Mandalorian and all of these Star Wars miniseries that uh, Disney's going to be putting out now um, is that Star Wars works the best as a TV show rather than a movie. I've kind of gained that with like The Mandalorian and where it doesn't... What was that... No, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. Because, like, um, I was saying, like, after... Because I don't really watch a lot of Star Wars stuff, but after watching The Mandalorian, I'm like, wait a minute. Why didn't Star Wars release as, like, a TV series? This flows a little bit better for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... And, like, Star Wars has had TV shows, like, before The Clone Wars. There was another Clone Wars series that was animated in the style of Samurai Jack. Ooh. I think it was done by the same studio. I love Samurai Jack. Yeah. Um, and then there was also in the 80s there was Ewoks and Star Wars droids so it's like oh we're following side characters but I believe those are non-canon alright I believe they were non-canon even back then because a lot of Star Wars canon or Star Wars canon a lot of Star Wars stuff was made non-canon uh, when Disney bought it hmm like 90% of the comics 90% and then also initially the Clone Wars was made non-canon really yeah but hmm. um and I think with uh, working on the Clone Wars, uh, George Lucas had realized that, had kind of started to realize, like, you know what, this does work better as a TV show. And he had tried to um, get a live action Star Wars show uh, greenlit before Disney ended up buying Lucasfilm. And um, the reason they didn't end up doing it is because it was too expensive. Uh, you gotta love when things are too expensive. Yeah. Yep. Um, but of course now because Star Wars is owned by Disney uh, and they are, you know, buying everything, they have the money to make a live action show. Um, they release eight episodes a year and it looks great because it's Disney. It does look pretty good. Yeah, it does. Uh, so you started watching The Mandalorian. How many episodes did you get in on that? Not many. Um, I'm trying to remember where it is where I got to. I know it's, like, probably middle of the season, I think. Middle season, once, like, four episodes in? Roughly, because, like, I don't have... Because, like, I just started watching, you know, stuff on Disney+, Plus, and I'm like, hey, this is kind of good. I like how it flows. Eventually, yeah. I'm going to try to watch a lot more, because I kind of want to get into it, because it seems like a really good show. Oh, yeah, Mandalorian's great. Yeah, they just finished up season two, so once you get um 16 episodes in you will have no more content until like next november next november yep whoa mm-hmm. um but each episode's an hour long so All right. that's still 16 hours of content it still still seems pretty good mm-hmm. uh and then also they just um they confirmed like a couple weeks ago just a bunch of new shows uh, there's one following Ahsoka Tano from the Clone Wars. There's one following the Bad Batch, which is a group of clone troopers from the Clone Wars. Uh, so you know you get you're getting we're getting more content. I don't know. I don't think there are any like confirmed release dates for those. The only one that they do have a confirmed release date for, I can't talk about because it's a technically a spoiler for another piece of uh, Star Wars content. Hmm. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, onto the Grinch. Yeah. Eighteen minutes into the, <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, it's a live-action adaptation. Um, so, Ian. Yes. Alternate universe time. This uh, adaptation didn't end up getting sold to Universal and was actually sold to Fox instead. Uh, who were they casting as their lead actor? Who are they casting as their lead actor? Yes. Instead of Jim Carrey. Oh, somebody who has... Who's playing the Grinch. It's got to have somebody who has a wacky personality. Uh-huh. Somebody that can be well animated. Okay. Um, somebody who doesn't mind being, you know, put in a very time, you know, very time-consuming and very painful suit. Yeah. I have no, I have no idea, to be honest with you. Okay. I was going to say Benedict so, Cumberbatch um, just to laugh, but, you know, that's not going to happen. <laughs> there is a... Um, there is a right answer to this because uh, Fox did make a script and they ended up getting turned down. Really? Um, now, it is one of uh, the three non-Jim Carrey names that I'm going to mention because um, part of the uh, prerequisites for making this movie was that um, it had to be starring someone with, quote, comparable stature to Jack Nicholson, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, and Dustin Hoffman. So out of those names, who do you think Fox wanted to play the Grinch? I'm going to take a wild guess and say Robin Williams. That is the safe answer. It is also incorrect. Damn it. It is Jack Nicholson. They wanted Jack Nicholson? Really? Okay. And now, when you think Jack Nicholson, you probably think of The Shining, correct? The Shining, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, all that stuff. Now, remember the fact that Jack Nicholson once played the Joker. Oh my god, I can see it now. <laughs> oh my god. Yep, yep. So yeah, Jack Nicholson almost played the Grinch. There's a chance that the movie wouldn't have looked anything like that. There's a chance that no. um, Fox wouldn't have had Imagine Entertainment make it. Um, but I, like, it could have looked exactly the same with Jack Nicholson, but it was going to be like an entirely different script. I couldn't find anything on what that original script looked like. But the only, like, information I knew about it was that it was from Fox, and they wanted Jack Nicholson to lead. I, like, I could never see that imagined, but then you bring it up, and I'm like, oh my god, now I see it. Yeah, like, I was, like, really confused by it at first, too. I thought, like, when I originally, because, like, where I read it, they put this quote before talking about uh, Fox's script for it. Um... And, like, when I saw Jack Nicholson, I'm like, oh, well, she just probably wants someone as famous as Jack Nicholson, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, and Dustin Hoffman. But then I'm, like, seeing that, oh, Fox was thinking Jack Nicholson for it. I'm like, why would they have Jack Nicholson play the Grinch? He's usually does, like, more kind of... He's not, like, kind of like the wacky, goofy character, usually. But then I remembered, oh, yeah, he played the Joker <laughs> in a... <laughs> it was a Tim Burton Batman movie that he was in, right? Is one of those? Uh, yeah, I believe I think so. Yeah, so it's like never mind. It makes complete sense now. <laughs> <laughs> just you just hear the light bulb go off. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then imagine, like, he grabs it and eats it. <laughs> just imagine like if Jack Nicholson was in it, like he just chases Cindy Lou Who with an axe or something. <laughs> Here's Grinchy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I want that to happen. Let's make it happen. Uh, let's. Uh, so, uh, coming, uh, next winter to Gerard Digital Video, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Jack Nicholson. <laughs> the best film ever made. Oh, uh, man. Um, so, 
sorry i'm losing that's it. a good uh so yeah the version we got was released uh in november of 2000 um mixed reviews at the time uh, a lot of critics did not like kind of the tone of the movie it definitely has more of an adult tone compared to the original yeah that's one of the things i kind of got the vibe from like watching the original and then watching this one is it's more tailored to like a mature audience yeah yeah um and like it it can still be like seen as a like a a family movie um like there's nothing in there overtly to the point where i would not want like my kids seeing it if i was a parent um but there are things that like you see and you're like yeah that's meant for an adult audience um yeah how's this meant for kids yeah it it's yeah it's definitely like not like a straight up kids movie it's kind of like it reminds me of like old school spongebob stuff like that oh, where like yeah. they would hide in kind of like adult references this one's a little bit more into like the hiding adult references but it's like not like uh it's hard to it's it's not like so like obvious that they're trying to make say hey here's an adult reference you'll find this out when you're older it's like they hide it and then like you find out later on like oh hey i yeah. never noticed that yeah, it's like it's not too adult to the point where you can't show your kids, but they are definitely the references are more prominent than you would see in shows that are overtly meant for kids, but still have adult references like, you know, SpongeBob or Dexter's Laboratory or shows like that. I got you. I got you. I was trying to think of for some reason Dexter's Laboratory is the first one that I can think of with adult references, and that's because of um the Twister scene. Oh, yep. Yep. That, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now. And then now, slowly creeping into my mind, um, and then creeped right out because I didn't want to talk about it. Um, it was another old Cartoon Network show that had. Oh, the Powerpuff Girls. When. Um, <gasps> oh, the, uh, the, uh, the mistake part? Yeah, they talked about how uh, <laughs> Professor Utonian made them by accident, and then their friend's like, that's okay, Professor. I was an accident too. Yep. <laughs> Oh, man. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it's something you show it to a kid, and they're like, okay, I don't know what that means. But then, like, they watch it years later, and like, oh, that's what that means. Like, they kick open the door and be like, look what I just found out. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, when I grew up watching this movie, um, I didn't have, like, a retail copy. Uh it was one of those situations where I think, like, I was born in 1999, so I wasn't, like, conscious to the movie when it came out, because I was only, like, I wasn't even a year old when it came out. Or no, no, I like was a year old. I was, like, like almost like, two. Yeah. I was almost I was, two when it came out. Um, I was, like, a year and a half or something. Yeah. So, like, at some point, probably in, like, 2001, my mom had... Uh, recorded a copy off of like probably like hallmark or whatever channel was running it and that's the copy that i watched all throughout my childhood and the reason my mom wanted to record it is like i don't think it was initially for me she loves this movie this is her favorite christmas movie <laughs> her favorite christmas movie is this one yeah there are only two huh. christmas movies she likes it's this or that well she likes other christmas movies but her two favorite christmas movies are this and the polar express i think you know what my favorite uh christmas movie is you know what it is right yeah oh god i'm trying 
Is it Die Hard? Yep. <laughs> um, but besides that, it's also um, I like Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. That's like one of my favorite films. I really like um, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Oh uh, yeah, like the old school one, right? Yep, yep, the claymation one. Good. Is yes. there another version out there? That's the only one I ever hear about. Is the if there is, then I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it either. And yeah, I don't know. If it does exist, it's probably like rather new. And probably. that's why I haven't seen it is because like it's like it was probably like new and made for TV and I don't watch TV that much anymore. So, yeah, yeah, same. I'm, I'm mostly on like Disney Plus. The only time I, I watch TV once a week for two hours and that's when I'm watching Dynamite. Which, that's All that's right. my weekly wrestling fix. And it's only available live on TV unless I was in any other country. <laughs> then I could watch it online, <laughs> and I'd just have to pay thirteen dollars a month, which is cheaper than what I used to watch TV. So, thanks Canada for having <laughs> that luxury when I don't. Thanks Canadians. Yeah, other countries too, but like Canada's the closest. That's just like a three-hour drive for me. Yeah, I don't know how far it is for me, but I was gonna go to Canada this year, but um. Nope, not gonna happen. <laughs> no, no, no crossing the border. Right <laughs> Nothing now. happened. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, people like have been crossing the border, but it's like v- very much so. Like you have to quarantine for two weeks beforehand, uh, and then quarantine for two weeks after you get back. Yeah, I don't want to take two months off just to go to Toronto to see to see a friend. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah. Uh. So. Yeah, I loved this growing up. My mom loved this growing up. My dad hated it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, he never, like, expressly said he hated it, but, like, he'd turn up his nose at it, and then he also very much um, was an advocate for the 1966 uh, yeah, I feel like, TV one. I feel like, obviously, like, with the older generation, they're not going to like the newer stuff because um, they grew up with the classic, whereas we, we have this, and then the younger generation has uh, the newer, newer one. Yeah. So there's yeah. going to be that little distaste for, like, n- anything newer than what you're used to, so. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm guilty of this as well. Like, I turned up my nose at the 2018 one. I mean, like, part of that was because, like, I had seen, like, what had gone on with um the Lorax. But <laughs> I speak for the trees. Yeah. <laughs> for some but reason, no, the trees like... are speaking Vietnamese. <laughs> but like hey you turned your nose against it but i turned off my tv because of that movie so oh, geez, y- yeah. you're lucky that yeah. movie was not good yeah um, please never do a video on that i don't want to rethink that movie again <laughs> uh i've been like i i think i've watched the movie like once on tv and like the i'm kind of like I'm, I haven't watched it again, but, like, I've been, like, seeing stuff on it just because of the Tumblr reaction to that movie, and, like, there are a couple commentary channels that I subscribe to that are talking about the Tumblr reaction to that movie and the whole Onceler fandom. Oh, God. It's just, like, it... Honestly, the way that Tumblr reacted to this movie was way... is way more interesting than the movie itself. Really? Yeah. And if Tumblr was still alive and well in 2018, the same thing would have happened with The Grinch. Because, like, not only is that, like, you know, another Illumination Dr. Seuss movie, it's starring Benedict Cumberbatch, who played Sherlock Holmes in another show that Tumblr obsessed over. Mm -hmm. So this would have made them go insane if Tumblr was still alive and well in 2018. 
but um it i remember tumblr shortly died after um they started censoring not safe for work content yeah that was half of tumblr <laughs> is tumblr even alive now it's i mean it still exists it's just that like it's definitely not as prominent as it used to be it's very much more niche gotcha because i yeah. don't know if like i don't know anybody that goes on there anymore so yeah i mean like it was kind of niche to begin with um you never saw like you, you never like saw like a wide variety of people on tumblr it was all like or well you saw a variety but it was like all very much niches that all congregated there where but you never like really saw like a lot of general public there not really no that's more of uh facebook and now twitter that you get that with really twitter (laughs) yeah twitter yeah um anyway uh so let's get into the actual movie now that we're however (laughs) over half an hour in (laughs) yeah um so they um i don't want to like completely just go over what i went over in the video um yeah but uh so the it's the main story of the movie although there's like the added um plot of cindy trying to get the grinch to um or trying to get the grinch to celebrate christmas with all of whoville and trying to get whoville to accept the grinch and she succeeds in that initially is uh, she's able to get the Grinch nominated as the holiday cheermeister and um, have him enjoy like town celebration and for like he was definitely um, like uh, reluctant at first yeah but he he does end up like getting into it and like towards the end of the ceremony he's enjoying it um, what did you think of that whole like set of subplot with um, trying to get him to actually you know celebrate um, christmas with them i felt like it, i i can understand, i felt like it was kind of it was definitely out of place it didn't feel right but like for the like trying to extend it out you know to where they try to make a movie out of it i understand why they did that it just yeah. it feels off in a way it it does a little bit um oh. now i speak oh no continue sorry i was like speaking of things that feel off why the baby grinch why? Oh, the baby Grinch. And uh, did you notice no. the key party? Why? <laughs> like, just wh- why? Uh, Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> uh, like, all right. Out of- what looks worse, baby Grinch, which I'm pretty sure was a puppet, or um, eight-year-old Grinch? Because, yeah, there's baby Grinch, uh, eight-year-old Grinch, and then adult d- Grinch. I mean, uh, they're both not the prettiest thing I've ever seen, but uh, if anything, I think that the eight-year-old's uglier than the baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's like I think like, the idea behind that is just like because like they put a kid in all that makeup, and I think the kid like in some parts was like visibly uncomfortable, and like with oh not with, as uh, uncomfortable as Jim Carrey. Yeah. Like well, Jim Carrey, like he has gone on record saying that he hated the Grinch suit. Did like he have to go through like torture training or something? Yeah, he did. He did. 
which is Damn. hilarious. And I'm sure they didn't do that for the kid, because like they only had him in it for three scenes, or yeah, three, three different scenes. And um, so like I think one of the reasons why Eight Year Old Grinch is the worst is because the kid is not nearly as good at hiding his discomfort as Jim Carrey is. And then Baby Grinch doesn't look as bad because it's a puppet. I also feel like with the kid, like him being like uncomfortable, because like he's kind of like the oddball like in the in the classroom and stuff. So his yeah. awkwardness, I feel like it kind of works a little bit better like in that scene and stuff. It works with that. The, where it doesn't work as well is where he's making the angel for Martha Mayhew. Yeah. Or not Martha Mayhew, Martha Huvier. Huvier, um, same thing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Mayhew is the mayor's last name. Also, um, I want to go over the name of Cindy Lou Who's uh, family, uh, specifically her father and brothers. Her father's name is Lou Lou Who. Okay. It. I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> I. I'm gonna say my final thoughts until I hear every single one of those names. All right. Her brothers are Stu and Drew Lou Who. Okay, and then, and then uh, I can't remember uh, her mother's name. Uh, I don't really go over it as much because it's not as funny. It's not. It's kind of cringe, to be honest. Yeah, it is. And like, I think Cindy Lou Who was only is the only named Who in um. Yeah, Cindy is the only named Who in the book, I believe. I haven't read the book in so long, so. And, like, in the original one, she's the only who that gets lines. The only one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she's the only one that... She's the only who that really, really matters. Like, every other who is basically an extra in the original. They're just an NPC. Yeah, they're just all NPCs. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Cindy's the only who that really matters. Um, Oh, obviously. Yeah. But, um, like, and then... So, like, I don't think they initially, uh, that Seuss originally meant for Lou to be a middle name. He might have, like, I'd have to, like, go back and read, like, Horton Hears a Who and other Who-related books. But, um... It's kind of like one of those names that has, like, two names in it, like Mary Jane or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, um... I don't think that Seuss ever meant for that to be like for Lou Who to be the last name I think he probably meant for Lou to be the middle name I can see that cause like go hmm? I can see that or it could be like Cindy Lou or something like that yeah Cindy Lou and then yeah last name Who um and oh hey Dustin good job on keeping that alarm on that's very professional of you <laughs> what was that alarm for huh that was for what is that for um, oh, it's clean the bathrooms. I'm usually working on Fridays. <laughs> you gonna clean the bathroom after this? Uh, no. no, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna drive uh, <laughs> 45 minutes over to just to clean the bathroom. Do it. No, I'm not getting paid today. Hey, it's it's called being a good employee. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One second. Yes, Jimmy. I am recording. I'm not live. Why? What do you need? Hello, Jimmy. Uh, one second. One more time. I wonder what type of stuff they're talking about. 
Okay. The world may never know. Or I may never know. Okay. She already leave the shop? No, I wonder who this she is. Probably Cindy Lou Who. Um, okay. Um. I wish I could hear this amazing conversation, but uh, alas, I just hear silence. Hello. He's one of the guys I went to college with. He's the one, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what he no. said that made him remember me. That's Brandon. No, that's Brandon. Oh, he doesn't remember me at all. I feel upset. No. He's, um, he was in the background of the Mask Divine Intelligence video. Oh, was he the really big guy? <laughs> I'm a background Dude. character. No, the guy that was super tall. I made him no, far in life. No, that's Bailey. <laughs> oh my god! Just say I look like the combination of Sasquatch and Hagrid. He'll know who I am. Jimmy says hi, Ian. Hi, Jimmy. Oh, no. Thank you for remembering who I am. It means a lot. <laughs> he says thanks for remembering who you are. It means a lot. <laughs> Alright, I'll see ya. Uh, <laughs> he was just telling was... me that he was leaving. He didn't. He never tells me when he's leaving. I don't know why he did now. That's the whole thing. Like I'll just say like a bunch of random stuff, so it wasn't like completely silent. Oh, I had, I had taken off the headphones for most of that, so I could hear him. But uh, I was just saying a bunch of stuff, so you couldn't hear me at all. All right. Uh, where did we Where did we leave off right before I started talking to him? Um. So we're talking about like like the like Cindy Lou who like they didn't think that who was gonna be their last name or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that like bugs me a little bit. And then like um, the only one who doesn't have like who as like the final part of their name is Martha Huvier. Hmm. Um, and then or oh, and Augustus because his last name is Mayhu. Or no, yeah. So who is last part? Never mind. I thought you were going to say his last name is Gloop. <laughs> Augustus Gloop, yes. Ah, jeez. Well, now I want to watch... <laughs> I want to watch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory now. Do that later on. Uh, you know what? That might be next month's video. I haven't come up with one yet. Charlie or Willy Wonka? Ooh. Okay. So, here's the thing. I watched Charlie first. Oh, you poor soul. Yeah. So, like, that no. would be... But the thing is, like, I watched both of them as a kid, so I have connections to both. But I initially liked Charlie and the Chocolate Factory better. Initially. Nowadays, yeah. I fully admit that Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory is the better movie. There you go. But stupid child brain was like, this movie is new. <laughs> this and movie's I'm great. I've never seen it. it before. Yeah. Um, although I think that one would be a little bit more interesting just because of like now that I've watched Star Wars to see that see Count Dooku as a dentist is kind of kind of funny oh my god <laughs> oh my god. Uh, why uh, so anyway um, so one other thing that I'm getting from this, and part of it is with all of their names having who in it. Like, that's like having man in everybody's name. And that that would be like the real world equivalent. So, like, with that, um, they're 
obsession over Christmas and um, with how much uh, the mayor kind of berates Cindy and tries his hardest to make sure that the Grinch has nothing to do with them. I have come up with a theory, and I did bring this up in the video. Um, that is kind of like my main through line for the video. I like to have kind of through lines. Mine with the Grinch was uh, how much I love uh, King Louie. Uh, Winnie the Pooh was my relationship with Eeyore. And this one is that I am pretty sure Whoville is a cult. At least 100%. in this movie. Plot twist, the movie takes place in, like, September, but it's still Christmas in their minds. <laughs> yeah, every time... Uh, Imagine that. At the day after Christmas, it just resets back, like, two or three weeks. And it's like, all right. And the Grinch is, like, the normal person just Christmas. trying to escape. But they're, Isn't like, forcing him, to, forcing him to be the character. Dude, okay. Hey, wait a minute. Hold up, that ain't right. Uh, you bring it up a little bit. Could you try to get out of it? And, like, I never thought about that, but... It, it, I never thought about that, like, it being, like, a cult, like, like cult thing, but now I see it, and I kind of hate you now, because I'm never going to see that film the same way now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how the just Grinch escapes version, this, the this cult. Doesn't, yeah, this doesn't really exist in the original version, and the original version is just no. a situation of, like, oh, they just really like Christmas. And that's it, because that's all you see of the Who's, is like, yeah, they all just really like Christmas. Um, but in this one, you see the Who's all really like Christmas. Um, the mayor is enforcing the love of Christmas, and the Grinch has escaped, and Cindy is, like, on the verge of escaping. Because, like, she kind mm. of, like, sees Christmas as, like, yeah, it's it's great. It's, I don't think it's this great, but it's great. <laughs> she she leaves Whoville and joins a rock band. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, you just, know, pretty reckless. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You didn't, huh. you didn't know that? I didn't. Yeah, I did. uh, the, the person who plays Cindy Lou Who, she's in The Pretty Reckless. Nice. What does she Hopefully. play? I think she's a singer. Really? Let me, let me double check that, just so I'm not looking like an idiot. Yeah, I'm looking up too. To be honest, I've never really listened to that much of Pretty Reckless. Yep, Pretty Reckless. T yep, Tara, Tara Momsen. Uh, well, she was born in 1993, so that would have made her seven years old. Jeez. Yep. Um. Uh, well, now, all right. So now I want an alt rock cover of "Where Are You Christmas." Oh my God! Yes. Um. Yeah. Her, oh God! This was her breakout role. <laughs> was in the Grinch. Yep. Yeah. Then. Oh, she was in a. In two thousand two, she was in a Hansel and Gretel movie. Uh, huh. I didn't see it, so. Alright, I gotta stop looking through her stuff. She, um... She auditioned to be Hannah Montana. Really? Yeah. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. Now, the question with that is, would Miley Cyrus still have been famous? Because she still had Billy Ray Cyrus as a father. I feel like she would have been famous to a degree, but not as famous as she is now. Yeah, probably. Also, Billy Ray Cyrus probably wouldn't have been in Hannah Montana then. 
Yeah, it meant somebody else. Yeah. Preferably Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do I want Jack Nicholson as a wash-up country singer now? <laughs> Thanks, the Grinch. You brought us onto this. <laughs> Thank you, Grinch. Yeah. So, um, the plot of like the beginning part of the movie, it's them trying to get. Or Cindy, anyway, trying to get the Grinch to celebrate Christmas with them. And also kind of trying to reinforce her love for Christmas since she's kind of losing it a little bit. Um, this all goes well bit. up until um, Augustus Mayhew brings up the uh, childhood trauma of uh, the Grinch cutting himself while shaving by giving him an electric razor. That seems just weird. It is weird, yeah. It's just like it made me feel a little uncomfortable to like a very small degree. Well, then it also like kind of gives the idea that um, he's been on this anti Grinch crusade since he was eight years old, and that he, um, which going along with my cult theory, that brings forth the idea that at least the building blocks of him turning Whoville into a cult started when he was eight. This dude's been on a mission for a long, long time. And it all started with him telling or bringing light to the fact that the Grinch was eight years old and had a beard. The whole obsession with Christmas, basically being a, a dictator in Whoville, is, hey, that guy's eight years old. He, he has a beard. Go shave, dude. Jesus. Uh, Imagine that's the reason why. Uh, yep. Yeah. We should write our own film about that. Like, he becomes a dictator of Whoville because the Grinch didn't shave. We're just going to do a shot-for-shot remake of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, but instead of making it uh, about um, Christmas, or it's just, like, everyday life, and, like, we have, like, a made-up thing, and instead of uh, Augustus Mayhew, we replace him with Charles Manson. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever watched um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Um, I have not. It's it came out last year. It's um, I never remember his name. Um, or, well, it's starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. It was directed by um, same guy who did Pulp Fiction. I can't think of his name. I never been able to. Quentin Tarantino. Yes, it was directed by Tarantino. It is a beautiful movie, and it the Manson family is involved in that movie. Really? Yes. It is great. That is going to be one that I look at. Um, I don't think it's on any major streaming service. Or no, it's on Hulu. So I'll just have to get a Hulu subscription, which I've been planning on getting like temporarily getting rid of the Disney Plus subscription just so that I can replace it with the Disney Plus Hulu ESPN bundle. Because getting that bundle is cheaper than just getting Disney Plus and Hulu. And then ESPN can do whatever it wants. I don't care. All right, because I'm actually looking up a photo of the guy who plays Charles Manson. In that movie? Oh, my. Yeah, like, oh, my God, they look similar. They do. Uh, I'm not. I was going to say something, but I don't want to spoil the movie for you. Because I feel like you're really going to like this movie. All right. Yeah. It's just, very much your style. All right. Very much. All right, then. I, I may have to give it a shot sometime. Mm-hmm. There is a part that, and like, because we're going to have, I'm going to watch it for a video again. Um, I laughed at this scene during, in the theaters, and I um, 
feel bad for it. Um, and normally I wouldn't want to like say something like that in a podcast and then not reveal it, but I'm going to reveal it in a later podcast. So it's okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, next month movie, it's either going to be, um, once upon a time in Hollywood or what was the other one we said earlier? Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. Yes. Do you want to flip a coin? Uh, you know, yeah. Flip a coin for me. I don't have one um, in reach. I'll just use my phone. Uh, so we want heads to be once upon once upon a time and tails to be uh, Charlie. Yes. All right. Flip a coin. It's heads this time. Heads once upon a time so in once. Hollywood. All right, cool. I get to watch that again. <laughs> I get to watch it for the first time. Nice. Um, yeah, I'll give you the password when I get the Hulu account up and running. You're such an angel. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, so like the first half of the movie is like a completely new plot. Um, overall, what do you think of like that part of the movie with, um, just kind of the whole thing with her trying to get the Grinch to celebrate Christmas? What are your thoughts on that part? Like the idea of her trying to celebrate, trying to celebrate, ah, can't speak with the idea of her having the Grinch try to celebrate Christmas I like the idea but once again it just doesn't feel right like I get why they added it it just it seems like extra just so they can extend the length of the film so that because like you said before it's supposed to be like a TV thing but Mm -hmm. them adding it it it, it, I understand why it's just I just don't personally like it too too much but I can tolerate it extending children's books for uh, movies Uh, is a common thing it was done with this obviously um yeah one somewhat controversial opinion that i have is that another movie that did not do this well was cloudy with a chance of meatballs because like i feel like in that movie mirrors the book in concept and name and then nothing else that's it yeah that's that's I have that controversial opinion because it like it it's the concept in the name and then nothing else because Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs is a very bare bones story if you go back and read it. Have you ever read the original book? I don't think I have. For some reason, my school had an obsession with this book and it was before um, before the movie came out. So like I think just um, the librarian really liked it. So she read it to us on multiple occasions and then there were other teachers who liked it. So they read it to us. And then, like, also with, like, and I've watched Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I have not watched the sequel, but I know enough about the sequel to know what it's about. Um, and that's nothing like, or that, actually, you know what? I think the sequel is more like the sequel to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs than Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is to the original book. Because that one, so it's the sequel, only- it's like they're going, from what I understand, the sequel, they're going back and just kind of, like, seeing what it has become. And that's that's what the sequel to Cloudy of the Chance of Meatballs, the book, was too. Except that one, hmm. I don't remember what it was called. It wasn't called Cloudy of the Chance of Meatballs too. It was, um, it was some. Uh, one second, we're looking at both up. Have you figured it out? So it's the Pickles second one, Pittsburgh. right? Pickles to Pittsburgh, I think. Pickles to Pittsburgh. Because, like, so the whole thing, and also, um, 
Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, it was a grandfather telling their kids the story of Chew and Swallow. And then also, like, yeah, it rained food there, but it had always rained food there. It wasn't, like, because of an invention like it was in the movie. Hmm. So I, There's one scene in the second film that, I don't know why, it just sticks in my head for some reason. It's like the scene where it's like, ah, oh, there's a leak in the boat, and it turns to a leak. Probably because that was in one of the trailers, because, like, I haven't seen the movie, I know the exact scene you're talking about. It's like, that part just lives in my head rent-free no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Pickles to Pittsburgh, it is kind of like a returning to Chew and Swallow, although I don't know what happens in the movie, like, what they do when they go there. But in the book, it's just they take the food from the island and then they bring it to the rest of the world. And, like, that's essentially their solution for world hunger. Just bringing a pickle to Pittsburgh. Exactly. Huh. Um, I, like, I'm looking at the trailer right now. That's a giant pickle. That is a giant pickle. And it's like, what? There's, like, a meatball in the helicopter or something? That is what it looks I think like. that's what that is. Okay. I think so. Yeah. And I accidentally uh, clicked on something else, and now I got Pickles the Penguins, which I don't know what the hell that is, and I don't know how I got here. Uh, Just exit out of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so my point with this was, like, there are movies that do a great job at extending source material. Um, I don't think that... The Grinch didn't do a ter- as bad a job as Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, in my opinion, but it didn't do a great job either. One movie yeah. that does this very well is um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes. Yes. Um, I love that film so much. In fifth grade, we all read it together like the month before the movie came out and then we went on a field trip to watch the movie in theaters wait y'all want to go on field trips to movie theaters um so like i heard of this happening like kind of quite a bit with um like classes below me this was the only time we did this this is the only time i've ever been on a field trip to a movie theater the only time we ever watched movie, th- the only time we ever went to a quote movie theater was just going to an auditorium to watch a movie. That's it. Yeah, yeah, we did that. Um, that's uh, how I watched Mega Mind for the first and only time. Was in and the Mega Mind's uh, an amazing film. Uh, I can't say anything. I only watched it once in middle school. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I liked I liked it for what it was. Um, I also read the novelization of it before I watched the movie, which. That's like a situation where it's like, I'm not reading the source material. I'm reading a version of the movie that has been turned into a book. But um, So it was actually way more similar, but that's because it was meant to mirror the book. Or no, it, the book was meant to mirror the movie instead of the other way around. Hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think... Yeah, we went to see Fantastic Mr. Fox, and then shortly... Like, once we got back, it was kind of like a class assignment to compare and contrast the movie and the book. And just say, like, all right, here's some things that were in the book that weren't in the movie. Here's some things that were in the movie that weren't in the book. And, like, that was just, like, a whole class thing. Uh, it was really good. And, like, I, it's just, like, a very good core memory. Um, I think that's kind of, like, the right way to do a field trip, too. Is to actually have, like, good meaning behind it. Because I've been on like a lot of field trips where it's like okay today we're going to uh 
we're going to how caverns why i don't know we just <laughs> are that's somewhat educational you get to see how cheese is made <laughs> or was made back in the day <laughs> hey it's like okay hey man making and, cheese is and important and you get to sift for fake gold we used to learn how to do taxes <laughs> fake oh man I've been on one of those trips before and I was so happy I'm like I struck rich I can buy stuff and like oh no it's fake and I'm like you two-faced liars <laughs> you're the uh, reason why man. I have trust issues uh, have you <laughs> have you ever been to uh, Enchanted Forest uh, near Lake George no I think uh, it's something else no Old Forge Old Forge yeah why did I say that um, I have been to Enchanted Forest it was like when I was a kid though yeah uh, so it might they might have not had this at the time, but um, they had like a thing with like sifting for fool's gold, right there, and they did it next to the candy shop, and I think it was like if you were, cause like it was actually, you had a very low chance of getting gold, at all, and it was fool's gold, but like you still had like a very low chance of it, and but like if you found it, you'd get free candy. Can I keep the gold though? <laughs> uh, but, um, there's one place that I haven't been in so long, and I really want to go back. Where's that? Water Safari. Water Safari. All right, that's a di- So, once again, that's... Um, <laughs> when I hear Water Safari, I think of Enchanted Forest, because, yeah, that's the full name, Enchanted Forest Water Safari. Um, I don't know which Water Safari you're talking about. Oh, that's... Oh, d- Jesus Christ. That's Was it the same of. place? Yep. Wait, like, because I've heard it. Because out here where I'm at, it's just called Water Safari. But where you're at, it's gotta be like Enchanted Forest Water Safari. Yeah, I mean that is Magic Forest. That's what I was thinking of. Fuck, that's a that's what I was thinking of. That was in Lake George. Damn. So, um, well, Enchanted Forest didn't originally have all the water parks, so that's why it's called Enchanted Forest Water Safari. Water Safari was tacked in later on. It's like, I remember going there as a kid, and I'm like, this place is so much fun, I want to go back. Ten years later, never been back. Mm-hmm. They um, added one of those... They added one of those drop roller coasters, ones where like you stand in the tube and the floor drops out. Oh, I'd, I'd have a perfect opportunity to do that scene from The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, about that roller... Or about that uh, water slide... Uh, how many people in the first year do you think went on that? In the, in the first, first year? year? In the first year that it was available at Enchant Forest, how many people do you think went on that uh, drop water slide? I have the statistic for it. Is it a lot or is it a little? Guess. Oh my God. I feel like it would be like a very low ball because like it's the first year, probably a lot of things went wrong. Mm. Um... Yeah, screw. I'm just gonna say like a hundred thousand people. Why not? Actually, no, like zero 10 people. Hmm. I feel zero. Like, I feel you like want to know why nobody s- went on it the first year that it was available? COVID. Yep. Yeah, it was built this year. Yep. Because it's <laughs> like well, it I was, figured it was built after the season <clears throat> last year. If like they had tried to start building it in March, they would have stopped. I feel like it would either have been like a really high number, like high volume traffic, or very low because like some kid died. But nope, there's none. <laughs> yeah, zero people. That makes that makes sense. And the thing is, like, um, the end of the season last year, there were all these things like, "Hey, come back next year. We're putting in three new water slides." <laughs> it's like, oh man, he, the owner of this place just lost a bunch of money. 
2021 water safari closing forever oh geez i hope not um he i think he still he also owns a camping resort that he was able to keep open because it's a camping resort everybody has their own cabin but um so like i'm sure this didn't hurt him too bad but definitely hurt him oh quite a bit yeah um anyway um the second half of the movie and this is gonna be a long (laughs) podcast uh, it is gonna be quite long yeah the second half of the movie is basically the book like there are still things that are added but it is basically the book like there really isn't too much that they deviated from like in regards to the book but yeah it's just like do you have all this stuff where it's added stuff to extend the length of the film and then the actual half it's like all right here's a grinch that you know and love enjoy yeah uh, and like honestly, most of the added stuff <laughs> is just so that it still fits in with the first half of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then of course, like some like Jim Carrey type jokes. Like there's the one where he's impersonating uh, Steven Spielberg and directing Max on how to act like Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> and then he knocks the nose off and he acts like it's the best thing he's ever seen. <laughs> That, that is one of my favorite scenes. Also, one that I really love is um, in the beginning when they're in the mailroom and uh, like she's uh, Cindy is scared of the Grinch. Like she screams. Yeah, I I love that. And I put it in the thing of how I loved it. And like right after I recorded how much I loved that scene, it became a TikTok trend. Really? You haven't seen any of that? Dude, my for you page is just full of gaming, so. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, people uh, use that as a sound now. It's just the scream. Or well, it it starts with uh, Max sneezing, and then it ends with the 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 Grinch. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that at all. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, that's a. It became a TikTok trend right after I recorded the video, so I'm gonna have to probably add something in to acknowledge it if I decide to. If you're feeling, you know, motivated to do so. If I'm feeling motivated while I'm trying to edit that and the podcast before. <clears throat> I feel like you're yeah. just going to go with one or the other. Okay. Oh, I, I need to get both these done before Christmas because, like, Christmas content after Christmas, nobody wants it. <laughs> Except, Except for my for Aunt who, Becky, though? but we don't talk about my Aunt Becky. <laughs> <laughs> nobody talks about Aunt Becky. <laughs> I hope she doesn't see this now. <laughs> I have an Aunt Becky, so I don't know which one we're going to be talking about. I have two Aunt Beckys, so I there we go. One. It'll be confusion. Like, no, I'm talking about the other Aunt Becky. Or I could be talking about my Aunt Becky that you said that was your Aunt Becky. Sure, sure. We'll go Con- with that. <laughs> confusion times a thousand. Uh, so um, I kind of want to, like, edit down the movie, and I can because I have it on my computer, um, into, like, just the second mm. half and like see if i can bring it to um uh brandon who absolutely hates the movie and see if he likes the edited down version i feel like with him he would be like why'd you do this i don't want to see it then three weeks later he'd be like all right this is actually kind of good yeah that that would be him very much so um when we were uh, unsure about whether or not you were going to record, I had like the idea in the back of my mind, like, okay, if I can't do it with Ian, I'm going to do it with Brandon because having someone who absolutely hates this movie will be a good contrast to someone who loved it as a kid. Whereas me, I'm just like, uh, I don't really care about the film. I'd rather okay. just watch the original. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah i i am at the point now where i would much rather watch the original like i still like this version but like i would much rather watch the original especially so after with the classics yeah especially after watching it twice and now editing it like yeah i'm definitely gonna rather watch the original <laughs> the original has a bit more of a charm factor i would say it does it definitely does um a lot of those old christmas movies have that charm um you remember uh a year without a santa claus right yeah um so you know uh heat and snow miser yep uh late 2000s they made a sequel that was mainly starring heat and snow miser i was not aware of that it's still in the claymation style it does not have the same charm as the original though and like to yeah. the point where you never see it on TV and Hallmark airs like all Christmas movies. So like Hallmark make and then like also ABC, they like air like all the Christmas movies and like Hallmark makes their own. And like the fact that they don't show the sequel to a year without a Santa Claus is a little concerning. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I feel like we should have like a life goal of like trying to get on the Hallmark channel. Oh, just trying to... I feel like that's not that big of a goal. Just hey, like, it's, still, it's still a goal to be like, hey, I was on the Hallmark channel, and you're going to see me in 50 other movies, because that's how they work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm on HBO. Really? Oh, if I was that for that acting thing? Yeah, because I was an extra. I'm so in, pissed uh, I never succession. got to be that. Did you uh, put in the email for it? I did. Never got anything back. Ah, oh, man, that sucks. It's I, like, I wanted to be on TV. <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't. It's just like, I don't know. They. It hurt my pride. I'm sorry, Ian. I feel bad for talking about it now. I never. Rem- I tried to forget it. Then you brought it up. Thanks for the PTSD, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, at least it's not rage train PTSD. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> I still have. I think I still have the songs on my old phone. Yep, I still have them too. I still have around here somewhere. I still have the CD I made for class. Oh my god! I know with my CD, the the teacher still has it. Oh, he still has it. Yeah, because he because he really liked it. Which I'm like, why? Uh, yeah, he uh, he didn't want to keep mine. <laughs> really didn't want to reason- keep Rage Train. I think the reason why he kept mine was because it was all hand drawn rather than using Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I did mine. I did it all in Audition, so it's like all. Although you know, I used like a lot of the tools to make it like pixel perfect. So like that's probably and why. Do you mean Illustrator instead of Audition? Yeah, it would probably be kind of hard to make uh, an album cover in Audition. Now that I think about it, when there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So anyway. Uh, we have like the same ending as in the original um the the one like major difference is that um the mayor tries to get the Grinch arrested and the police just completely go against him like no he said he was sorry <laughs> which I like how that's like the legal precedent like you can steal that's how the law's gonna ins- be like in 2021 <laughs> you can steal from an entire town as long as you say you're sorry and give everything back Imagine if that's how the law worked now. Oh, Jesus. That's like... Well, I mean, the giving everything back prerequisite, it would mean... It would essentially mean no harm, no foul. Except for all (laughs) the people who... Never mind, because, like, 
I'm pretty sure I'd be pretty shook if someone had broken into my house regardless of what happens. <laughs> I just want to do that just to steal, like, a pencil or something. Break into my house, steal a pencil, bring it back. Hey, I stole this from you. I'm sorry. When? <laughs> I broke into your house last week. Why? Cool. I needed a pencil. <laughs> oh man! Just imagine that. That that'd be that'd be that'd be weird how the law would work in that sit in that situation. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, overall thoughts. What did you think about this movie overall? I feel like, in regards to all three of the uh, the um, the movies that were made, I feel like it being in the middle. It's like right where it belongs. It's not the worst film ever made. It's not the greatest film ever made. It's just it belongs in like the middle of like ranking them. I mean, I enjoy the film. I'd rather watch the original 100%, but I would never watch the 2018 version. So, I think in regards to it being a live action film, they did an all right job. Hmm. Um. So I I agree with you on that. They did like they did a pretty good job making it live action. Uh, one of my favorite things about the film, looking at it now, are the practical effects. Yeah, because um, it really isn't that much CGI, if any. They only use CGI really for uh, wide shots, and which I is like, kind of how wa- CGI should be used for the most part. Yeah. Like, um, if a film relies more on practical effects than CGI, then like it gets a little bit, you know, a bump up for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like, there are certain points where it's like, yeah, there are things that aren't able to be done with practical effects has to be done with cgi um first thing that comes to my mind is um in attack of the clones there's the fight scene between count dooku and yoda they couldn't have done that with a puppet they have yoda flipping all around it'd be funny though (laughs) i want to see somebody do like a very low budget version of that where they just like fling yoda across the room there's just a guy in a black morph suit just like moving them all around. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. And that person would deserve like a medal or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want to make that now. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. It. Um, one thing that I said in the video, and I'm echoing it now, is that um, despite not being a great movie, it is more memorable than any th- other Christmas movie that's come out since. Yeah. Cause like, I can, I remember like exact scenes for this. Um, or all right, so there are two exceptions for movies that have come out or Christmas movies that have come out since, and that's Elf and The Polar Express. I thought Polar Express was before The Grinch. No, Polar Express was in like two thousand five. Oh shit! Yeah. Um. Those are like the only two exceptions. Like any. Uh, like there are a lot of like movies that are like on the same level as the Grinch as, as it pertains to um, audience reaction but like it, this has like a lot more staying power than most Christmas movies that have come out since the only yeah. two that I put, put above it are Elf and Polar Express I did not watch Elf until like I got into college really? Yeah, I just never had that desire to like watch it. That one of my friends like was obsessed with Elf, and I'm like, "What's that?" Oh no, you can continue. Yeah, like um, apparently my dog also likes Elf. <laughs> but um, uh. now like with Elf, I really enjoy the film. Like I'm, I feel like really bad for myself because I never watched it before. Because like after watching it, I'm like, "Oh my god, this is like a great film." 
Why have oh, I yeah. never watched this before? Honestly, it's just like Christmas stuff aside. It's just like a a pretty good uh, Will Ferrell movie. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like yeah, it's he's Christmas great... theme, Wolf... so like that's a reason to go back and watch it. Yeah, Will Ferrell, he's a great actor. He's also a great yeah. drummer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> uh, uh, he's also a r- really good uh, Eurovision singer. He really. That, uh, that was a recent movie he did on Netflix. I think it was a Netflix movie, but yeah, that's um. Hmm, I haven't watched that yet. That is a weird. That's a weird movie. It has uh, spoilers for Eurovision because everybody's gonna want to watch this. It's it's not that great. It's just funny. Uh, it's funny, but it's not great. Um, right. It has an, it has Demi Lovato in it, and uh, it has her on like a cruise ship that blows up. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's. I enjoy the movie. It. I would not say it's good though. And it's kind of like where I go with on uh, the Jim Carrey Grinch. I like this movie. It's not good. Yeah, no. But it, I like it. Um, I can watch it. Would you want to hear something that might upset you a little bit? Um, sure, why not? When this movie released, it um, after all was said and done and it was taken out of theaters, it was the second highest grossing Christmas movie of all time. What, what, what the was first the first? one was Home Alone. Okay. But this was the second... This, for a long time, for years, this was the high, the second highest grossing Christmas movie of all time. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, it made $345 million. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, it is no longer the second highest grossing of all time. It is the third. Home Alone is no longer the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time. What do you think the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time is? Die Hard? <laughs> it's not Die Hard. Um, I feel like Polar Express would be one of them, but it's probably not. Nope. Is it a recent it, film? It's Yes, it is a recent film. Did we talk oh, about Polar it? Polar Express is number five. Really? Yep. Hmm. Is it something that we've just talked about? We have mentioned it. Hmm. Could it be... Uh, on a certain train. We just said Polar Express is number five. It is number one in my heart. I'm gonna say, um. Hmm. I'm gonna think long and hard about this one. Because I really don't know much about Christmas movies. I'm gonna say, is it Home Alone? Home Alone is no longer number one, it is now number two. It is number one in my heart, damn it. <laughs> Please tell me it's not the newest Grinch. It's the newest Grinch. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I thought five hundred eleven million dollars. I thought long and hard about this, thinking, "Hmm, th- this can't be it." I'm trying to like dance around it because I'm like, I don't want to accept the truth, but it is the truth, and I hate it. Uh, top ten uh, grossing Christmas movies of all time: number one, Grinch, twenty eighteen; number two, it. Home Alone; number three, Grinch, two thousand; number four, oh uh, A Christmas Carol. I don't know which one. There are like twenty of them. Uh, the 2009 one starring Jim Carrey. Cool. Oh my god. 
just I wanted to be ignorant and pretend like I didn't know what the answer was because I knew mm. what it was going to be. I just didn't want to admit the truth. Jim Carrey oh, is it. in two of the top five grossing Christmas movies of all time. Yeah, with, where's uh, Elf on this? I forgot if you said Elf it. is number six. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it made um, less than a hundred million dollars less than the Polar Express. It made two hundred twenty million dollars. Polar Express made three hundred thirteen. Polar Express is number five. Six is Elf. Seven is The Holiday, which is a romantic com. Hold on, maybe if I look at the cover, it's a romantic comedy with Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jude Law, and Jack Black. Jack Black. I oh I think I know right. what you're talking about. Yeah. Know this about came that. out in 2006. Uh, no lasting impression on me. Yeah. Uh, so it'll further uh, cement my position on this. Number eight is the Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. Just I I cannot believe that. Number nine is the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. What is this? It's a Disney I... movie, Nutcracker in the Four Realms. It came out in 20. Ah, oh, Jesus! Scrolled down on me. Came out in 2018. I don't remember hearing anything on that. I've never heard of this. Never heard of this. Hmm. Uh, and then number 10 is the Santa Claus 2. Just that made 172 million dollars. I just can't believe that. Yeah. Two of the top 10 Christmas movies of all time are Santa Claus movies. The Santa Claus movies. Same with the Grinch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two of them are Grinch movies, and neither are the original. Although that, uh, that wouldn't that, be on this list anyway, because it was a TV movie. I was going to say that uh, Home Alone is the highest grossing just so I can sleep well at night. <laughs> I mean, three years ago it was. Don't. 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 Just stop. Just Home Alone is number one. <laughs> just We're going to leave it at that because I don't want to hear, hear that ever again. All right. Home Alone is the number one grossing Christmas movie of all time. Thank you for watching. You liar. <laughs> watching. Wow. Thank you for listening to the VCR cast. I have been Dustin Gerard. And my entire perception of Christmas movies has been ruined. Uh, and also on me and Lad. All right. Uh, follow us on all of our social medias. I'm going to list it now. Um, Ian, I really only have a, a TikTok, really, for you. I Like, you yeah. have Instagram, but you don't use it. Yeah, no, you can link the TikTok. That's all that matters. All right, cool. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next month when we talk about Once Upon, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I can't wait. All right, have a good one. You too, man. Have a good day.